you're able, please stand as God's word comes among us. A reading from Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the Christian liturgical calendar, January 6th is the day of Epiphany, or the day we remember the wise men who followed the star to find the Christ child. Epiphany is one of the greatest aha moments of all time, when Gentiles from the far corners of the earth came to worship Jesus. Perhaps you can think of an aha moment you've had with God, coming to know Christ for the first time, being baptized or discerning a call from God. Barbara Brown Taylor asks a fascinating question about epiphany. Are epiphanies things of the past, always introduced by once upon a time, What a fascinating question for us. Our God encounters a thing of the past. When we talk about God's working in our lives, or even about church, do we start with, once upon a time? The people who first heard these words from Isaiah felt that way. The Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem in 587 B.C. and then set out to systematically dismantle the kingdom of Judah by sending the people far away from Jerusalem, by terrorizing them, and by destroying their culture and traditions. Eventually, the Persians defeated the Babylonians, and the Persian policy allowed God's people to return to Jerusalem. Yet Lady Jerusalem lies in waste, her streets are in ruins, her temple is rubble, her children have been ripped from her arms, and as we read in Lamentations, she cries, and there is no one to comfort her. Once upon a time, she cries, God looked on me with favor. I remember after Hurricane Michael hit the coast of Florida, this past fall, and we saw that aerial footage of Mexico Beach, how the buildings and homes were completely blown to pieces, 
and the ground was just covered with splintered wood and metal and glass. I imagine that's what it felt like when the Israelites began to return to Jerusalem, as if their world had been completely flattened. The prophet brought a word from God to the people as they returned to help them imagine a future beyond the trauma and destruction. Verse 1. Arise, shine, the prophet commands. The Hebrew word for arise is a verb. It's a call to action. Stand up. Get up. Eugene Peterson paraphrased it this way in the message translation. Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. And I think that's probably the most true translation to this section of Isaiah's message to God's people. Now that you are home, it is time to wake up again. Time to rise out of the dust. Time to move your arms and legs around and realize that you are no longer shackled. You may remember another place in the Bible where Jesus says, Little girl, get up. This command in Mark 5, 41, which is spoken in Aramaic, is almost the very same Hebrew word given here in Isaiah 60. Arise and shine. The Hebrew word here, which means to be or become light, is the same word used in Genesis when God put the sun and the stars in the heavens, and in Exodus when God was a pillar of fire at night to show the way to the Israelites as they fled slavery in Egypt. The source of light is God, and it is the blessing at the very core of who God created and called the Israelites to be. Genesis 12 two, the call of Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. Stand up, be a blessing, says Isaiah. I can't think of a much better visual of this command and vision that Isaiah gives the people than in the Disney movie Moana which came out in 2016. Moana is a young girl, and she sets sail on the open seas to find and restore the heart of Tefiti, who is the goddess of life. A terrifying darkness has been swallowing up the islands and is now encroaching upon Moana's island. And so she must restore Tefiti's heart in order to save her people. But in order to do so, Moana and Maui, must face Taka, the destructive lava demon. Spoiler alert. They learn that Taka is actually Tefiti, and they are able to restore the heart and save Moana's people. So Tefiti rises up. She is restored to who she is, the giver of life. And notice how everywhere she touches, life springs up and flourishes. This was the vision Isaiah gave to the people. 
Stand up. Be a blessing. We can imagine how well that went over. That's nice, Isaiah, but in case you haven't noticed, it looks like life here is pretty much over for us. And we do the same thing. We get defensive and protective. We start pulling out our spreadsheet and calculating costs. Now, Isaiah, just where am I going to find the time and energy to do that? Well, God, did you know that the technology for what you're asking me to do doesn't exist? Or, do you remember, God, what happened the last time I tried that? And we miss what God is doing because we are focused on what we wish God had done. We all get stuck sometimes. We feel like epiphanies are happening for everyone else but us. We can't see beyond our current situation in our lives, in our relationships, in church. But the truth is that when we stand looking at the mess, thinking that we should probably call it a loss, God is already there to stoop down, quietly picking up the broken pieces out of the trash, pulling out the toolbox, tinkering with new ideas. Like a mad scientist, God is there doing what God does. The ridiculous, the expensive, the completely irresponsible. Building a new future and handing it to us. We live in a time of great uncertainty and hopelessness. Deep darkness, as Isaiah says. We feel certain of so few things, especially that anything could be different in the future. But right now, right here, because of God's faithfulness, epiphanies are not a thing of the past. Christ is here. The Spirit is at work. And God is standing out on the cliff edges of our lives, just like Moana did with the heart of Tefiti, holding up for us the heart of who we really are, blessed and a blessing. How can we stand up and be a blessing? I wish there were a USB drive I could plug in and download some sort of program that would run automatic updates and do the hard work for me. Wouldn't that be so much more efficient? But there isn't. There is us and God and our covenant relationship, which is messy. And God couldn't care less about efficiency. In this relationship, we have to face our failures, our longings, and our profound ability to mess things up. And we have to keep trying to accept the humiliating and faithful and relentless love of God. Again and again, we learn that we are not in charge. I really like to be in charge. And maybe you do too. So here are two ways to practice not being in charge. 
We like to think we know a lot about the Bible, about what is right, about who is in and who is out. But the truth is that we don't know much about anything. And thank God. Because what a sorry state we would be in if what we know and understand and can control is all there is. God has been known for spectacular fireworks like creating everything that exists and parting the seas and raising people from the dead. But before the fireworks, there are usually many ordinary days and nights of being quietly with God and sitting with mystery. And in the mystery, trusting that our distrust will give way to something amazing. Lean into the mystery in your life because God is there. Use your imagination. For me to get in touch with imagination, I need unhurried, unproductive time. I need to go for walks in the dark without my own flashlight so that I can see flashes of God's enormous imagination. God is building a future we can't see clearly and is doing it with resources we don't know are there. Use your imagination because God is there. Epiphanies are not things of the past. God waits for you in the mystery and in your imagination to share with you the heart of who you are. And no matter how many times you have thrown that heart back in the ocean or broken it into a million pieces, God offers it out again without condemnation so that you can be fully who you are, a blessing, sprouting life and hope and God's big future everywhere you go. Stand up and be a blessing. Rise, shine. Your light has come.